Okay, so let's get started. So this, oh, hi everyone. And this is, let's discuss a paper soon after reading it. And the concept of this journal crowd is that we picked up or pick up a paper just uh, two hours ago and then read the paper. Then after that, um, start discussing the paper soon after reading it. And today, unfortunately, one of our member, Aniko, uh, she is sick, so she is absent. Um, but we have two people today. Ryuchi, can you explain yourself first? Yes. Hi, I'm Ryuichi Watanabe at Kyoto University and a PhD student. Uh, thank you, Ryuichi. And my name is Yota Kawashima. I'm a research assistant at ATL in Japan and Monash University of Australia. Okay. Um, today's um, let's discuss is a bit of um, you know, different from the usual. And we are going to provide a really quick um, discussion to you. And today we are going to uh, discuss uh, a paper titled Identification and Disruption of a Neural Mechanism for Stimulation Prospective Metacognitive Information Prior to Decision Making, uh, written by Kentaro Miyamoto, Nadesha Trudel, Kevin Kamermans, Michele Lin, Alberto Lazari, Leonardo Barhagen, Marco. Wittmann and Matthew Rushworth, um, published in uh, two thousand neurons, uh, neuron two thousand twenty one. And sorry if I mispronounce your name. And uh, it's a very difficult for uh, Japanese to pronounce um, non-Japanese uh, name. But anyway, so we are going to discuss uh, the paper. And first, I'm going to give you a quick, really quick summary of this paper. And so first, uh, this paper is talking about the uh, decision making and metacognitions. And for example, or let's uh, just picture this. So this is an analogy I came up with. And I like uh, playing uh, soccer football. So I like this idea. Uh, um, anyway, so in the soccer or football, it is said to be uh, better to make your decision before you're receiving a pass from your teammate. Because um, if you can make a decision before receiving a pass. You can smoothly, uh, you know, play the next um, action. I mean, the, let's say the pass to another player or start dribbling and things like that. So um, in soccer, it's important to make a decision before, um, before uh, receiving a pass. Um, Okay, in this situation, uh, let's say you yourself is um, very uh, close to the goal, to the opposite team. So your chance to uh, score is uh, really high and you are about to receive a pass from your teammate. 
And in front of you, you can see two strikers, let's say striker A and striker B. The difference between striker A and striker B is that uh, striker A is much, much, much better um, player than B. So their probability or chance of uh, his scoring the goal is, let's say, uh, one. So whenever he receives a pass in front of the goal, he will score the goal. On the other hand, the player B is not that good compared to player A. So the player B, the probability of player B scoring a goal is let's say uh, 0.5. So given that, you can definitely, or here your aim is to score the goal. So your option will be possible uh, to score A. It's um, very obvious, but uh, let's say if you are you yourself feel that making a pass to striker A is a diff more difficult than passing to uh, player B because of in between you and the player or striker A there is an another opponent uh, there is an opponent so he can block your pass so the probability of where you're making the successful pass to A is not the 100%. On the other hand, um, if you make a pass to player B, there are no opponents, so the probability is one. So you can make the pass um, really easily. So given this situation, or here, I wanted to um, introduce two different concepts of, uh, or two different types of probabilities. The one is external probability and the other is internal probability. And the here external probability refers to the probability of striker scoring a goal. So it's not related to your ability, right? But um, if we consider another probability, internal probability, which is related to the probability of your making successful pass to uh, another player. Um, it's up to your skill. So when you're making a decision, you need to consider two types of uh, probability, external probability, internal probability. And in this paper, and we also try to uh, first measure uh, the internal probability and external probability. And after that, they set it up an fMRI um, recording and see to or try to investigate or find the neural correlates of specifically focusing on internal probability. And then after that, uh, they found that anterior lateral uh, prefrontal cortex is specifically related to uh, internal probability, not external probability. So in order to confirm that um, observation findings, they set it up another experiment, fMRI recording with TMS. So they investigated the causal role of ALPFC. 
on finally, uh, they found that the, you know, the activation or disruption of activity in ALTFC uh, causes the, or impaired the behavioral um, performance in the internal probability. That's a quick summary. Um, I need to say that um, I'm taking a um, weekend online course um, this year, and I'm going to um, present, um, I'll do a journal club on this paper. So I asked Ryoichi to you know, read, and I just wanted to discuss this paper with him. Um, also, I in this paper, within um, two, uh, just one and a half hours, I only focused on the behavioral uh, method part, not the fMRI part and TMS part. So today we are going to talk only about the experimental paradigm. Um, Yoichi, do you want to say uh, something or do you want to add anything to my summary? Okay, so I agree with your summary. So. In this study, uh, for the, in the experiment, two, two or three stages of the task, right? First one is the uh, metacognitive judgment and the positive choice decision, and finally out, out, outcome feedback, right? And uh, in the first section, metacognitive judgment, there are two uh, there are two tasks of with external external and the internal condition right and the external condition and the, they also used the how to say the well, moving moving dot task and the Yes, and the external condition task and internal condition task, and the participant, which one is which one, they will do. And the after of choice, the participant, uh, indeed did, did the task, uh, who task they chose. And if they, if their response where it's correct, they were received something outcome or something additional fee. I think this is the process of the task. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you, Ryoichi. So I did not explain anything about the exact experiments in this paper. So yes, so this paper, you utilize the random dot kinematogram. I'm not sure whether the pronunciation is correct, but RDK. So which is that um, within a circle, and um, there will be many dots presented. Then each of them moving in a random directions, but by changing the coherence, the level coherence you can see the overall movement of dots within the circle. 
So the task is basically to detect the di direction of the dot as a whole. And yes, and as Ryoichi mentioned that um, unlike the standard RDK in this um, experiment, they first presented uh, two RDK um, simultaneously on the left side and right side, and each RDK stimuli or stimulus related to um, different uh, types of probability, internal probability and external probability. And then um, first participant choose which task uh, you are going to take or perform. And then after that participant uh, perform the task which they uh, selected. And then just do the standard RDK with a bottom press um, response. Then depending on the response, they will get the reward outcome. Here, by changing the level of coherence, they try to uh, make the task more difficult. So it's try to assess the internal probability. So it, if it's more coherent, or let's say that if the all dots move in the same direction on the let's say in the right way, in the right direction, it is easier imagined that you can perform the task with 100% accuracy, because obviously the dot moves in the right side, the left side. So by varying the level of coherence, they try to assess the uh, probability, uh, internal probability. And on the other hand, they also vary different uh, parameter, which is the number of dots within the circle. And it indicates how likely you are going to get the reward when you make a correct response. So if you see a lot of dots within a circle, the probability of your getting um, reward by making a correct response is high. But if there are only a few dots within the circle, we'll, you will less likely to get the reward. So by varying two different parameters, so the level of coherence and also the, uh, the number of dots, they try to you know, uh, measure the different types of probability. Um, I, I, I understand like this explanation is not enough sufficient to understand the um, experiment itself and that how they try to measure the internal and external probability. But um, if I can show something um, or figure, I think I can make this idea more concrete or more, I can easily um, present this experiment or how it works, but with by only was, it's a bit difficult. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah, this explanation works through the listener or if you're interested in the paper, just uh, please read the 
paper by yourself. But anyway, do you have anything to add? Oops. Yeah. And for me, this experiment uh, process is interesting, interesting. So, and uh, so, uh, the first in the first of choice of metaphor judgment, if part if participant to the external condition, then these are how to say this response data with was uh, categorized by the external conditions uh, analysis. And otherwise, uh, for internal conditions analysis, analyze and the authors analyze uh, the parameters in, in the, the, then the authors are analyze the type one or type two. Type, type two is like a metacognitive performance and type one is a discriminative performance. And so independent body, variables is like how the coherence rate on the uh, internal condition or the, like the, the number of dots on the external condition. Yeah. And, and yes, I think that's all of the explanation of this task. And uh, yes, and uh, I think it is so interesting of your explanation that the internal, internal metacognition means uh, like the, uh, our, 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 um, our metacognition for our skills or our performance and extend like the, um, how, how can we pass to the our teammates or our skills and next the external performance or external metacognitive condition means that all right the, our teammates are goal skills and goal performance right yeah and in this study also the coherence of the dot means that, um, how participant can choose can detect the moving of the dots. So it means the participant's metacognitive, participant ability or metacognitive ability. And the, like the dot, number of the dot means external metacognition. And uh, like the, how, how this is not related to our performance, but related to the how. Uh, how, what, uh, how much bonus we get. So, yeah, so that are, so your explanation is good to understand for me. That comment. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, you know, you have already read this paper, so. For you, it's very easy to understand, but I don't think my explanation works to the listener who have never read the paper yet. But anyway, 
probably one comment that I can make is that uh, so the coherence, let's say the all the by setting the coherence level is really high, meaning that the all dot within the circle move the same direction. But varying the number of dots within the circle across different trials, you can um, measure the, or you can test, investigate whether participant can really estimate how likely they're going to get based on the, on the external probability. But on the other hand, if you fix the number of dots within the circle, let's say that really many number or within the circle, which leads to the 100% um, probability of your getting a reward when you make a correct decision, but changing the level of coherence within the of you know dot motions, you can vary. Uh, you can investigate whether the participant really estimate how likely they can perform the task. Um, by comparing the two different probability settings, participant or if participants want to, you know, the aim of this uh, experiment is that uh, for participants is to receive a reward. So they need to maximize the probability of their getting reward by modeling two types of um, probabilities. So, you know, and that is, you know, mod moderated or the measured by changing the number of dots and the level of coherence. I think that's is another as to help your understanding of uh, this experiments. But again, I don't think you know my explanation is uh, sufficient. So again, if you're interested in this paper, please read this. And um, anyway, um, yeah, we've been talked a little bit about or only focused on the experiment itself. So. If you have any like further comments or you know your thoughts, uh, you can just start. Um, I mean, we can start the discussion part from now on. Do you want to say something first, or if not, I can first say something. Yes. I think that all, but yeah, and one, yeah, that's all. Hmm. Okay, so let's start discussion. Okay, so the first thing is that I'm not sure whether I mentioned in the discussion in this paper, but I feel on the this is re somehow related to, you know, the consciousness, specifically self-awareness, of course, because this is about the metacognition, but, you know, the, this paper 
they shows how to measure the environment or the how to or how the brain model the external world on one side as an external probability. At the same time, on the other hand, on the other side, um, this paper uh, tried to measure how the brain model the you yourself. So I do not have any clear idea, but this is uh, with this experiment, I think we can say something um, really interesting. I don't know, but probably uh, related to the free energy principle. So in that, you know, free energy principle or predict coding uh, framework, how we can, or what's the, you know, variable that the brain tried to uh, minimize in this case, or how the brain can minimize the, you know, error to explain, or I don't know whether this idea makes sense or not, but yeah, I can somehow, you know, relate this research to the you know, predictive coding or um, free energy principle. Anyway, that's what I try wanted to say. Do, do you have any ideas, Ayochi, or comment? Yeah, yes, I I see what you said, and uh, yes, and the previous um, according to this studies introduction, and uh, also as far as we know, um, yes, normally the metacognition in in the experiment for metacognition, I think that, and that they also said, as said that um, this internal and external metacognition is integrated and we ex conduct the experiment. So, yes, this study's good point is that uh, categorize the internal and external one and separate uh, separately uh, conceptualized. And also, and then I, I also agree with that, like self-awareness or self-metacognition means a latest internal, uh, internal one and the like environmental or external information and external environmental factors, factors judgment like is related to the equity uh, free energy principle like the uh, internal model. I think internal model means that what what the uh, external information <laughs> come the and what the info the external world, right? So and this predict predictive model and uh, minimize the free energy related, I think the external this this in this studies are external probabilities one like related to the internal model of the free energy principle. And I'm wondering that the internal probability is also that 
also we think uh, like the external one, it means that the internal right internal probability of self metacognitive uh, metacognition is related to like prediction error or minimize the frequency. I'm wondering, sorry, but so what I want to say is that in these studies, external probability is, I think, related to energy, for instance, uh, minimize, minimize, minimization and the predictive coding that these studies internal probability or awareness metacognition how to relate to the minimize or predictive coding i'm wondering yeah so yeah as i said yeah i can see or probably say it's related to free energy predictive coding but again i don't know how you know this you know framework can fit with this experiment so that's a well i still need a bit of time to understand that part but anyway another interesting point is that uh, in this paper uh they the authors specifically mentioned that they measure the subjective estimates mm -hmm. of uh, probability in um you know if either or both internal or um, external. So my question is that, okay, then what will bias or affect the estimates, the subjective estimates of probability? Because it's not sorry based on the, you know, the objective estimates right even though you can see or i don't know whether over it's related to betting in a sense mm. but you try to you know believe something without any like reasons clear reasons uh, sometimes and what I think, or well, I feel, what's the cause of that? Yeah, I know. I just, yeah, that's, mm, again, it's still not clear, but mm. yeah, somehow this, again, the subjective estimates probably like, like related to some consciousness or something probably i don't know how to gain this in, you know ambiguous or vague idea but yeah still need a time to you know fully understand this paper and came up uh, or come up a new idea but so the the term subjective estimates mean that the you know the brain generates the model 
right? So the model can be, cannot be the true or does not necessarily uh, match with the external world. So the subjective estimates, so anyway, that, that's part again also related to the predictive coding of free energy probably. Mm. So the yeah. subjective estimates and you know just an objective estimate or the and you know the seeing the difference between them mm. can be considered as an error between model and the real world. So the if you you know somehow or fit the free energy or a predictive coding uh, framework into this um, study, you can say that the, the brain always try to minimize the difference between the two somehow. Yeah. But I don't know how that part uh, relate to this work. And also, I'm not sure that it's a, you know, will lead to reasonable explanation or just a vague idea again. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree with your idea, and I, I also wondering, but and also I'm I'm not sure the word subjective estimate estimate mean in this study and also the object in, in this study uh, the measure is the right objective metacognitive data, right? Object or right? What is different between subjective and objective uh, in, in this con context? I, I can't make sure. Objective means right, the people or we or participants, objective is estimate, subjective C or subjective decide which one we, which one they uh, would do the task, which means subjective evaluate, right? I think the subjective estimate means that, you know, you participant estimate the, you know, the probability based on your experience. Mm -hmm. um, but probably at this, um, or even though the brain can estimate the, yeah. you know, the yeah. true level of coherence or yeah. the number of dots in the circle yeah. or some, um, yeah, ways, but somehow still they are, you know, biased. Mm. And I think in somewhere they mentioned that the overestimation and mm -hmm. um, underestimation or something. But I think mm -hmm. I read something about that, this paper in somewhere. Mm -hmm. So not always the fit to the, you know, the, you know, the real objective one, but like yeah. a, 
there's some uh, deviation or the difference, specifically in the extreme uh, cases. What I mean by that is the really high coherent case and really low coherent case, mm -hmm. there the you know deviation difference will be uh, bigger or something. But yeah. anyway, still I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, yes. So it, so I, I'm sure I'm not sure these are object worth using. And uh, also, yes, and uh, f also for me, it is so interesting that uh, how to relate how how to relate between the yeah, free decoding and free energy and this metacognitive are. Uh, Categorization or internal or external, and also um, yes, and also the the load is load of load is different be, between the internal and external metacognition, and uh, um, this internal one is related the precise of the prediction. Precise or how to say how how to how to judgment correctly the external prediction it's a competence or ability of how of the how how correct the agent or receptor can get the information uh how to detail samely or did correctly the external information i think it's related to the internal option in this position so uh, self self metacognitive ability and and this and also this study is external one uh, for uh, value of the uh, how to get money or the how to say So mm, external one is related to, to the uh, change the internal model in the free energy, for example. And the internal internal metacognition is related to how how sometimes how correctly agent gets the information. Now I think so. The internal one, external one is different, and the different relationship, different load for predictive coding and the relative principle. I think is it clear? 
Um, to be honest, I, I don't know. But hmm. anyway, so uh, we've already discussed roughly uh, 40 minutes. Um, so before starting, you know, today's discussion, we've decided to, you know, do this in a very quick version. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh, so muted, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've already reached roughly the same, you know, uh, yeah. as usual. So probably we should finish around here. Or yes, yes, what? yes. Okay, then. Shall we finish now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, good. So today's discussion is just um, you know, the casual one, not the standard one. Again, unfortunately, uh, Aniko is not here today. Uh, we did not really read the paper. We just focused on the behavioral part of you know today's paper. So the our discussion is not complete. And of course, um, we might uh, miss some very important information written some in other parts in the paper. So just forgive us. Um, let's um, we'll see you next week. Um, let's see. Bye. Bye.